0: From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat.
1: Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now, <laughs> happy International Women's Day, Kat.
0: To me? Thank you. I was just reading a an happy International Women's Day DM I got, which is nice. But listen to this, one. it says, hey, happy International Women's Day Mike, to my second favorite radio host.
1: Second? <laughs> Did they say for the first? Thank was?
0: you. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Oh, uh, but thank you nonetheless. Hey, that's fine. Second
1: favorite.
0: <laughs> <radio>. <laughs> well, all right. It's an honor to be nominated. <laughs> <laughs> I uh,
1: I have a love hate uh, relationship with International Women's Day. Every year, I say this has got to be the last one because it's 2022. It's 2022. And while I know that there's still some systemic discrimination and bias against women, particularly in the workplace and in gender rules, that is something that I don't know if it will ever be solved because uh, that's something that's been born and bred into generations worth of people. Mm -hmm. One thing that we could fix today, instantly, with the stroke of a pen from the people who hold such pens, is we could have pay equity. We could have pay equity in this country so that there is absolutely no difference whatsoever between the salary of a man and a woman in the exact same position. Yeah. And frankly, I don't understand why we're still spinning our wheels on this shit. Yeah. Why is this not done yet? Again, it's 2022.
0: Yeah, that, that amazes me as well. And not in a good way uh, whatsoever. I'd like to, to, I mean, hone in on... It. Here's the difference with with me entering places as opposed to a man too. Like sometimes I find on days like this, it's important to to really take a look at the the problems. Pay equity is one of them. Even something as simple as going into a store uh, that has tools mm-hmm. and wanting to buy tools, because I've been in that scenario um, at a t- techie type place. Let's just put it that way. And I'm not even going to throw them under the bus, even though I probably should. But I remember going in and looking at something and being talked down to, like I don't fucking know what I'm doing there or I'm lost or something like that. And once I started talking, that's when I got his attention. Like, oh, okay, you actually know a thing or two about it. Okay. But it's those little things that happen all time the time that need to stop and they really do unfortunately happen all the time and like from a man's point of view you, pro- you probably don't notice and you're the type of person that would never act that way or act differently toward a woman compared to a man in any situation but there are people out there that do that and maybe it's subconscious maybe they don't even realize that they're doing it but it does happen more often than not so for me today should be more about those little those little things the little way that you perceive women and or maybe assume something about a
1: woman because
0: she is a woman it's
1: profiling it's profiling A great example, men occasionally get profiled too, but we almost get profiled in a different way. If I walk into Holt Renfrew and I'm looking around the purses section, I would fully expect someone to come around and say, can I help you, sir? Are you lost? Are you looking for a different section? But no, they don't talk down to me. They look at me like, look at this fucker. We're going to soak him. We're going to charge him and we're going to sell him everything there is. And they almost sort of exploit that situation because they assume that I don't know what I'm talking about in that sense. Now, as it turns out, I'm pretty well versed in that area because I bought a lot of handbags over the years. But I uh, I do see it. The profiling happens all the time, and it is worse against women in a a bad way. Uh, when's the last time you took your car in to get service? Yeah, yeah. You know, they rip you off all the time.
0: Well, I mean, it's been proven in investigating. Not not every single place is bad. We know that, but it's been proven in these you know investigative reports. They've always done when a, when a man comes in compared to a woman, even the way that the, that she is spoken to changes. The whole body language changes. And unless that person is really asking, that woman, for example, is really asking questions, be attentive like you would a man though. Same thing. You don't have to talk down to it. And I do find that still happens.
1: One last thing I want to say about <clears throat> International Women's Day. Sorry for clearing my throat on the pod. That was a mistake. Um, it also uh, is a day when we have to look at barriers and there are a lot of barriers that prevent women from being in the workforce, from continuing on with their career. And most of those barriers are kids. And today would be a fantastic day for Doug to wander out here and say, we have worked out a deal with the federal government to provide affordable child care. Today would be mm-hmm. a great day to do that, Doug. It's International Women's Day and women are disproportionately affected by the burden of child care. So if we could work out a deal, even if it's not the $10 a day, because I'm still one of those people that thinks this $10 a day childcare is a fantasy that we may or may not see. And if we do see it, we're probably going to think, oh, fuck, because it's not sustainable funding and it's going to cost us a ton of money Mm -hmm. in the long run. So a fair deal would be a great way to work this out. And that falls on Justin, too. Uh, Justin, unfortunately, is not available. He, like many, many, many world leaders, are crisscrossing Eastern Europe, trying to go close to Russia, but not in Russia, and they're they're visiting some Baltic states, and they're over in the UK, and I don't know, some of them are going to Germany and France for some reason. It's uh, it's getting very crowded with world leaders over there. But one of the things that stood out to me today was, uh, it was one of the global reporters took a picture of the Canadian Forces Base in Latvia. They got a Tim Hortons in there.
0: Oh, giddy up.
1: You know, every time our soldiers go into harm's way, they do set up a base for them. And we've seen it in uh, conflicts from from Korea to Kandahar. They always set up a Tim Hortons. And I kind of fucking love that, to be honest with you. Yeah, a little bit of home too, right? Yeah. Now, what I'm wondering is... Is it an actual Tim Hortons or did you guys just steal a sign on your way over there? Like, I have a feeling there's nobody in a in brown pants trying to pour me a coffee and sell me a Boston cream over there. They're serving a friggin' nabob. Just pretend. <laughs> just play along, eh?
0: Play along. I always wondered the prices. I always wondered the prices. That's the first thing I wonder. Because the prices vary for around the world. If you've ever been to any kind of location similar, it's like, how much is a cup of coffee there? Huh? 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 And is the quality the same? I mean, you're right. Is it the, And is it the exact same product?
1: You know, with the way that we spend money on the federal government level, it wouldn't even surprise me if they just stole the sign and hung it there at the base. But every day they send over a brand new cargo plane with a couple of take 10s in it. Something like that. That wouldn't even surprise <laughs> it's me. It's cold, but shut up. Don't say anything. So you wanted a fucking coffee, did you? Well, here you go. This just increased our carbon footprint a hundredfold and cost millions of dollars. But here's your coffee. Here's your coffee. Lots to get to today in this episode of After 9. We will uh, start off with this. We were talking about barriers, and one of the barriers that women have to face is some of them. Sleep next to a guy. And sometimes those guys (laughs) snore very fucking loud. And that is disruptive. It's very hard to start your day when you sleep with a snorer. So the survey was done. They asked people a very simple question. What do you do when your partner is just sawing logs there beside you? How do you make that noise stop so you can get what every human on earth needs rest? The number one answer was kick them or elbow them in the side. <laughs> We're going right to the violence. Okay,
0: see, because I would have started with like, a, I'd probably do a shuffle. Like, you know, like a big toss and turn, like whip your whole body across so that you're not hurting them necessarily, but you're d- giving them a little jolty movement in the bed. And maybe like, hey, wake up, motherfucker, and turn, o- <laughs> turn, turn to your side or... Change your position because this one's not working for me. Blow your nose. I don't don't know. know See a
1: sinus specialist. Whatever.
0: (laughs) They were make like loud coughing noises or something in the hopes like you wake them and make them move. And then that seems to work at least for so long so you could fall asleep.
1: It surprises me that kick them or elbow them in the side came out ahead (laughs) of simply waking them up. (laughs) That's the go
0: to. Because you're so frustrated, I guess. Is that why?
1: Move to a guest room to get away from the noise.
0: Yeah, how many people do that? They're just like, you know what? I need my sleep. Bye.
1: Sleep on the sofa would be in the same category. This person suggests, or actually it came out pretty high on the list, uh, start going to bed at a different time than they do. That's what I do. So I go to bed every night at nine o'clock and I fall asleep watching the news. I'm out by like nine twenty, nine thirty. I have no idea what time my girlfriend goes to bed. No idea
0: She's whatsoever. She's quiet as a mouse, just sneaks in she could come in
1: with a goddamn marching band and it wouldn't wake me up. Wow, are you that heavy of a sleeper? That's why you got like six alarms? Pretty much. Yeah. But, I mean, I've also got that internal alarm, which is just as accurate as the one on my phone. Uh, Drown it out with earplugs or white noise. It's crazy that people have to go to this length to try and make it work, sleeping next to that snoring person. Yeah. Record them snoring to prove they do it.
0: Oh, because how many people who snore... I don't that I don't snore. I love that. That's my favorite. Like, no, I didn't. Like I I heard you. I was in the room with you. You were sleeping. Hence the snoring. How would you know?
1: Make them sleep somewhere else. Okay, now we're getting Ooh, somewhere. Okay. Hey, you know what? You were snoring, so fuck off. <laughs> there's a guest room, there's you're couches, you're out. You're out. Yeah, we had a vote and you lost. Go.
0: I, I packed your dammies. Get out.
1: You take your little cup of water and your teddy bear and you shove it up your ass. Here's your phone charger. Get out of here. <laughs> Yell at them. That's a rough way to get woken oh, up, man. being yelled at. Oh, my gosh. Keep
0: okay, it. What? Like, I mean, some, the person can't really, uh, for the most part, I'm going to say, control that. I don't think yelling at them is going to get you anywhere.
1: And finally, pinch their nose until they stop oh. snoring.
0: Wow. <laughs> Oh my
1: God. But I do get it though. It's a frustrating thing when you just want to sleep and they sound like a chainsaw next to you. I was like, you, is, is put pillow over face? Not one of those that people wanted to admit to anyway. I might've gone with make them a doctor's appointment, sleep <laughs> clinics, you know, one of those Darth Vader masks, something like that, you know? That's so funny, but it's so frustrating. I
0: mean, that, that would be frustrating because
1: sleep is very, very important. Cat, a Florida man, and this is a sad story, but he was crushed to death by a bulldozer when he was using the Johnny on the spot. He was in the porta potty when he died. His name is Aaron. He was killed last Friday afternoon at the North Central Landfill in Polk County, where he worked. The freak accident, as they say, happened as employees were putting away their equipment and preparing to shut down the site for the day. A bulldozer operator was driving his rig up an embankment at the time, but his view was partially blocked because of the elevated blade. So as the driver got to level ground, he heard a loud crumble and realized he just ran over the shitter. He immediately exited the bulldozer and ran toward the porta potty to see if anybody was inside.
0: Oh, that would be the worst moment, just anticipating and wondering.
1: According to the Polk County Sheriff's Office, in a statement, at the time he observed this is the person who was driving the bulldozer, observed the man unresponsive inside the porta potty. He was pronounced dead at the scene. That's a horrible thing to happen, but. Is there seriously no way to prevent a bulldozer from running over a porta potty We're not talking about a a cell phone. We're talking about something that's eight feet high.
0: That, to me, I mean, a lot went wrong there, obviously. I don't know the first thing about driving a bulldozer. I will fully admit. I don't know what you mean when you say the blade was high. Like, is this something that shouldn't have been happening? Or was this a normal route for the bulldozer to take? Obviously not, because he ran over a... fucking porta potty mm-hmm. so i assume that he thought he would just cut corners and that's why it happened
1: well as he was going up and the blade was up it was a bulldozer kind of like it would push dirt in this scenario right that's right. the way it looks based on okay, this picture so, here okay so he couldn't quite see the porta potty as he was going up and by the time he got onto level land boom he right. was basically on top so of he's
0: it. probably not to drive not supposed to drive with it up i assume i don't think you were supposed to so that's all his fault I mean, how terrible would you feel like that's what you would like speak. Talk about never sleeping again. I probably would never sleep again if I did that.
1: That's horrible. Imagine you're just in the you've had a long day at work and you're just going to go and use the Johnny and, and, and just have a quick pee or whatever it was. And before you head home for the day and then all of a sudden you hear the revving getting louder and louder and louder and boom, that happens tragic accident but a great reminder to always be aware of your surroundings when you're driving a vehicle like that
0: you know it's the those workplace accidents uh fatal ones obviously but any kind of workplace accident
1: they're scary we really only hear about them when they're fatal but accidents happen all all the the time time, with life-altering injuries in a lot of cases people
0: lose limbs all the time but like you said unless it's fatal it's not really reported on and when it is reported on it's just a sad story a lot of the time it's just so tragic like the not a way that you'd want to go
1: A 43-year-old woman in Thailand came home from work last Thursday, and her husband, and they've been married for 21 years, had promised he was going to make dinner. He was going to have dinner ready. When the wife got home, not only was dinner not ready, her husband wasn't there. He decided to go out drinking with his buddies. Uh Uh-oh. He was out all night. Uh Uh-oh. She waited up.
0: Ooh.
1: And she was obviously hangry. So he stumbles through the door, pissed out of his mind. What's she packing over there? Oh, it's a spear gun, like you would use for fishing. <sighs> she shot him with a spear gun right in the dick. <laughs> That's a hell of a shot, Cat. That is a hell of a shot. I'll tell you. It went through the base of his penis. And then, apparently, just to make sure he knew that she meant business, she grabbed the harpoon and twisted it. Oh, shit. Here's the thing. I told you that he was out drinking with his buddies and he was loaded. He was so drunk, he didn't realize how bad the injury was. He went to bed and slept it off. It wasn't until he woke up that he thought, I need to go to the hospital. 17 stitches were needed to close the wound, but he's going to be okay. It shot him right through the penis, but his penis still works. Wow. I don't know if he's going to be using it anytime soon. I don't even know if she ended up getting charged, but there's no indication that they're separating. After 21 years of marriage, you can even make getting shot in the dick with a harpoon. A forgivable offense in your relationship.
0: I feel like if you can get through all of that, with all that whole story, you could probably get through anything. But what makes you instinctively
1: think, that son of a bitch didn't make dinner? Where's the harpoon gun? And <laughs>
0: Where did you even get one of those? <laughs> and how long were you waiting at the door, probably feeling a little badass, let's be honest, with a harpoon gun, knowing, where am I going to shoot him? I shoot him in the shoot him in the foot? Yeah, I shoot him in the... F- no, you know what? He deserves worse. I shoot him in the head. Nope, I could kill him. I don't really want to kill him. I just want to fuck with him. I'll shoot him in the dick. That's what I'll do. And that whole time, just sitting, waiting, waiting.
1: I mean, we can laugh about it because he's fine. But I mean, at what point do you say... This is a little unreasonable. Yeah, he was supposed to make dinner. No, he wasn't supposed to go out drinking. He's certainly not supposed to be out all night. But I'm probably not going to kill him.
0: Oh, Well, you know that there's more to... Obviously, there's more to this story, too. This is not the first time this guy screwed up. It's not like, oh, whoops, I ran into... Oh, my gosh, you won't even believe this. I was out trying to figure out what to make for dinner. I ran into Fred you know, me and Fred go way back. We had a drink that, okay, because that's excusable. But I assume that there's been way too many times this has happened and and she felt that was the best way to to make her point.
1: There is a new study in the journal Psychological Medicine. It says that frequent porn viewing has a very bad effect on men's sex lives, leaving them with low self esteem, erectile dysfunction, and an inability to satisfy their lovers. Well, women were the opposite. The more frequently a woman watched porn, the more likely she was to experience an increase in sexual self confidence, functioning, and satisfaction. It says. It's unclear as to why.
0: I th- can I render some guesses?
1: Yes, I'm dying to hear what you think.
0: So from the, from the females, maybe they're looking at it going, oh, is that re-? like, I mean, the, the, the bar is low in a lot of these videos. <laughs> so to raise confidence is probably quite easy to go, oh, really? Like people get off to this. Like, I think that I can do better than that. Is there something to that? Maybe like uh, I, I could do I could do better than that. And that's all it takes. This is all that, you know. Oh, OK.
1: Well, I mean, uh, watching porn is meant to stimulate you. So if you come into it somewhat stimulated, that might give you a little more confidence. Maybe it's just maybe. giving. You, maybe it's just giving you some ideas like, huh, I didn't know that if I sit like that and you sit like this, we can do that. Maybe there's some idea sometimes generations that there.
0: works the opposite. But sometimes it's yeah.
1: There's also something to be said for it being somewhat normalized. Uh, Yeah, there's a whole bunch of people walking around naked, doing sexy things. We can walk around naked and do sexy things right here. So there's that. But from guys' perspectives, Mm -hmm. porn is a... That's a rabbit hole that you've really got to ask yourself if you want to go down. I know exactly what these people found in this study. And guys see these weird scenarios in porn like, oh, here's two women and one guy. And then they start building that shit up in their head and they create this level that probably they're never going to achieve in their own personal life. And that screws things up in the bedroom. Or maybe they get to a point where they're so reliant on, I don't know, girl on girl that they can't really get fully aroused unless they see girl on girl.
0: Wow. Uh, yeah. Is there also something to the lack of confidence for men? Because I think you mentioned that as well, right? Or an anxiety or something like that when men watch too much. Um, right? Is that, is that? Does it list that? It does, does it not list yeah. that. Okay. So in my mind, then that means to me also, like, don't forget. There's a lot of shit that happens behind the scenes of making these movies. That's what they do for a living. And I'm not saying that they don't enjoy it. Um, but there's a lot of men that, as you probably know, if you watch it, will probably last like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, however long the, however long it takes for the pizza guy to drop off the pizza. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, and, and there's a lot of men that can't do that. Would that create an anxiety? Would that create any forms of embarrassment or set an expectation in your mind? Like, oh, he can do it for that long. I can't. Or he can, you know, I don't know, find a way to m- make those movements and I can't. I
1: don't know. Yeah. That's it. Sex is a young man's enough. game. Um, it could be that. It could even just be size. It could be body size.
0: Shape. Well, exactly. You know, yeah, like, all uh, of it. Everybody of in it. the
1: porn videos looks pretty well hung, and here's me with this little fella right <laughs> here, and I don't know. I don't see anyone that looks like me on here. <laughs> well, there's. it's important to have representation. Maybe the world should just make more porn with small penises. Maybe that would be helpful for the average guy. <laughs> Small peni porn? Is that what you're looking
0: for? Yes,
1: just for a little realistic thing. (laughs) For the guys to watch. For the guys, yeah. We'll put a whole section on Pornhub for the teeny weenies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not not, like you can't find the fucking thing. I mean, just smaller, a little closer (laughs) to average. Why are we setting the bar so high?
0: This is what I mean, though, because the confidence, it changes. And then women can watch it and go, oh, well, wow, shit, there are guys that are po- better hung out there. Not even about the guys. I'm talking about looking at women, right? Because that's a, like women will tend to compare their, themselves, just like men will. It's all the same. So when you see women with different body shapes and sizes, big boobs, small boobs, um, you know, all kinds of different shapes and forms. OK, then I feel confident about myself because... You know, like, why should I not? There's people of all shapes and sizes on there.
1: You know what else could be part of the problem here? And I'm just speculating. If a guy is watching porn, I'm going to assume that most of the time it's for self-gratification. He's probably watching it to rip one and then carry on with his day. Well, guys, when they're doing it on their own, probably very similar to women, they know what they like, and they can probably get that done very quickly and efficiently, If you then get into the habit of doing things very quickly and efficiently, when you get into a bedroom situation, when you're with your partner, that too probably finishes very quickly and efficiently, whereas you would like to maybe drag that out a little bit. Basically, what I'm saying is that watching too much porn will probably make you too into the comfort zone and get you used to those quick sessions. It doesn't last as long. Is there anything to that? Maybe.
0: It depends what what your partner likes.
1: Uh, some people like real some quick, right? Some people like
0: quick. Some people, maybe multiple times and quick. Or maybe they like just one time and quick. Or maybe it's long and uh, drawn out. I don't know. And dramatic. <laughs> Lots of foreplay involved.
1: The takeaway again from this, and you can find it in the journal Psychological Medicine. I don't know if you really want journal to find it. Journal
0: Psychological Medicine. All right. Yeah. Subscribe now.
1: It uh, It says that porn is making men worse in bed But it's making women better in bed. I'd almost like to know how they figured that out, the better or worse. Did they ask the partner? Hey, is he any better or worse? We found his Pornhub history. Look at this. (laughs) I wonder if that's how they drew that correlation.
0: He looks on the teeny weeny page a lot. That's interesting.
1: (laughs) Just to feel included. (laughs) Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? We had a great story come up this morning at the end of our FM radio show, and it was one of those ones where Kat and I looked at each other and thought, I don't even know where to start with this one. But here's the situation. A woman went on Reddit. She was looking for anonymous advice from people on the web because of a situation that she encountered. She was recently pregnant did not like the way she looked when she was pregnant. And some people don't. They're just not happy in their own skin in in various scenarios. She didn't like the way she looked, and she didn't want her husband taking pictures of her, but her husband loved the way she looked. Mm -hmm. Her husband loved that she was pregnant with their child. The family is growing. Here we go. As it turns out, he did take pictures despite her request not to. And she caught him because he came home from a business trip. He set his phone down and he had made one of those pictures his lock screen. And she said, what the hell is this? I told you I didn't like pictures of when I was pregnant. I don't like the way I looked. And he said to her, I missed you. I I love our family and I just wanted a reminder of you. So I made you my lock screen. Sorry, I'll, I'll get rid of it. She didn't believe he was going to get rid of it, and she was right to believe that he wouldn't get rid of it because she went through his phone when he went to bed and found a ton of pictures of her pregnant. She deleted them. She went through his phone and deleted all the photos of her pregnant. Ooh. Then he found out about it. He noticed, hey, those pictures are gone. What the hell? So he confronted her about, A, going through his phone, and B, deleting all those pictures that he liked. So now she's second-guessing, wondering, am I an asshole for going into his phone and deleting the pictures of myself that I don't like? It's an interesting question because, well, who owns the photo? Does she have a right to say, I don't like the way I look in that photo, so no, you can't keep that photo. Where do you even begin to unpack this?
0: I'd love to know more about the photos on his phone. I mean, it is one thing if absolutely there's like, let's say, a dozen photos of her pregnant on there, but that's along with photos of, you know, their vacation or their their child now or children, whatever it might be, Um, and pictures of this, that and the next thing, you know, like a typical phone when when you open a photo album, most most people have a good variety on there. Is that the case? Or are we talking like there were a lot of photos of her pregnant, which made her really uncomfortable? That's the part that's missing for me before I truly decide. But what I will say is, you know, I would hope that in this case that maybe they can come to a compromise. And I think that really is the best solution. So you find out he's doing that. Uh, Okay, he thinks I'm he he thinks I was beautiful, pregnant. He missed me, whatever. You know, it's better than a lot of other things he could put on his phone. Absolutely. he could have that
1: tiny dick porn on there.
0: he could have the teeny weeny page like front and center. (laughs) But no, he chose you pregnant with his child. And there's a lot of beauty to that. Um, and, and yes, I, I, am fully aware that there's also pregnancy fetishes and maybe he has one. Maybe he doesn't. We don't know that information, but is there not a compromise? I think that that's the best solution where she can go through and say, okay, look, I know you want to keep some, I don't want to keep all of these. I don't want them all in existence, but I realize, looking back one day when I'm an old lady, I may want to share my pregnancy photos because you do feel, in the moment, for some people, they feel gross. Other yeah. people feel beautiful. And everybody's so different. Some people love taking maternity photos. Others will stray away from it because they just feel they just feel gross. Their pregnancy didn't go well. They don't want to look at the photos. But in the future, you might want to look back on that. Because it is just really, truly a blip in time. Unless you have like 14 kids, you know, when you're pregnant that many times. It really is just a blip and it's done. And then maybe you do want to reminisce. So all of that said... I think it would be fair to say, okay, you, you like those photos. I get it. Here's the deal. A, you don't show anyone else. They're for you. B, let me choose a top, you know, three that I am okay with you keeping. Is that not a fair compromise?
1: I mean, I think compromise is the only way this situation is going to get resolved as long as it's truly a compromise. I mean, she arbitrarily went and deleted all those photos. Yeah. Having said that, she warned him in advance, don't even take the photos and he did it anyway. Mm-hmm. I think probably if if he takes a step back and realizes that she's pretty sensitive to this and obviously concerned about how she looked in those photos, regardless of how she might feel down the line right now, she's upset about it. I should probably respect what she wants and get rid of those photos. On the other hand, for her, do you know how many girls would probably fucking love that? That he is so into his wife and so into his family that he took photos that that you don't even like of yourself, but he loves. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I've got pictures of my girlfriend that she didn't think were the greatest photos. And if she told me to delete it, I would. But I like certain things that she doesn't like. I see a beauty in her that maybe she doesn't even see.
0: And that, how often does it happen where like uh, you get a notification and you're tagged in a photo and you go, oh, Why would you pick that photo? Why would you take? But other people don't see what you see. And that can happen in relationships too. Absolutely.
1: Basically, what we're doing right now is describing the entire song, what makes you beautiful from one direction. (laughs) If only you saw what I could see, you'd understand why he wants you so desperately.
0: I do wonder if she's going to regret that though. Like deleting every single one of those pregnancy
1: photos. What do you think would be the conversation if she went to her closest girlfriends and said, that son of a bitch he's got pictures of me on his phone where he thinks I look beautiful. Should I dump him?
0: Yeah, like they would, like, <laughs> exactly. Like they would go,
1: I'm sorry, what is the problem? He made me his lock screen. Yeah. People would be like, and? Yeah. What's the problem? I mean, if
0: you're adamant that you really hate those photos, like I said, you just got to come up with compromises and maybe you really hate it to the point where you don't want any of them as lock screen, but you're okay with him having them and and, and absolutely looking at them. I am, I'm curious though. Like, what is a whole photo like what is the whole photo album scenario for his phone? Like because it, it, it would be kind of weird if it was just all preg- pregnancy photos, right?
1: She estimates he had his photo gallery was full, but she estimates of the actual pregnancy photos, there's about a hundred of her pregnant. That's a lot. That's ten a month on average. It's not that bad. It's one every couple of days. Maybe he took multiple at I don't one mean, time. I
0: don't have that many. I from both pregnancies, I don't combined. Not even close. It's Then that's fine To each their own But I just I just am so curious About what else Is on his phone Does he He's just just the type That takes photos Of everything all the time Maybe that's possible
1: I think he thinks His wife's really hot
0: And that That's cool too That's great Again That's great I'm just curious I can be curious About it
1: I know you can be Curious about it You had a rough morning Kat was very busy today With multiple computers Going trying to get Her daughter into (laughs) Summer camp
0: (laughs) You know what they do It's like It's like It's like a jungle Out there Scott so every city is different. The
1: Hunger Games of summer it, camp. Honest
0: to God, like I have to shoot a harpoon into someone's dick just to get my kid into the, some of these camp weeks. Let me tell you, <laughs> it's insanity. It's insanity. But yeah, they made like the, some places, you know, it was last week for some cities. Some cities it's coming up this week at some point. Anyway, one of the ones I wanted to get my daughter in, I was in the middle of a shift. I was in the middle of work and I'm just like, I got to get her in. It's, it's really important I get her into this.
1: Seriously, she had her credit cards all laid out in front of her in case there was a problem with one. And like, holy shit. <laughs> my phone and the computer going at the same time. I'm shocked you didn't have your husband at home on his phone and his computer at the same time trying to. No, I had my sister-in-law actually and my oh brother. God.
0: <laughs> but I did it. I scored two weeks I wanted. Boom.
1: Great. <laughs> you and I have such different priorities know, right now. It's, I know. It's great. Everything is reversed nicely. Yeah. It's really, really it's, funny. I know.
0: And it's funny because that was the opposite. You would have been like, oh, I got to make sure I get them set my kids up for lacrosse camp or some shit like that. And I'd be like, what? You have to make plans for the summer for your kids. That sounds terrible. My husband and I are having sangria night. <laughs> it's like, oh, we fuck. might go to the vineyard on the weekend. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, times have changed.
1: Um, Two more quick stories I want to do before we touch on a couple of the events of the last 24 hours. It, it'll never cease to amaze me how many people want to be a cop. They admire the policing profession, but they don't go through the process to actually get hired as a legitimate police officer. They impersonate a police uh, officer.
0: Another one of these?
1: Uh, His name is Clemente. He's a 28-year-old. He lives in California. Just arrested for impersonating a police officer on Sunday. His white car had red and blue flashing lights. He installed them, bought them online. So his car kind of looked like an unmarked police car. But he pulled over an off-duty cop. Oh, you idiot. Clementi realized he was caught, or when he realized he was caught, he claimed he thought he was a citizen pulling over a drunk driver. He said he just wanted to warn them about how dangerous and irresponsible drunk driving is. (laughs) He's claiming that he was performing a community service by impersonating a police officer and pulling them over by the way that person he pulled over happened to be a cop. Here's an ironic little twist, though he was drunk he was driving around drunk impersonating a cop and pulled over a cop who very quickly called in reinforcements they gave him a breathalyzer and lo and behold boom he blew over
0: what he put so much effort into like that's like that's a decent amount of effort ordering the the lights for the car that costs money too putting the things on Try, attempting to stop people from driving drunk Like you would assume He was trying to at least get some money or something Like this guy just wanted to pull people over And say things and just act like a cop
1: Yeah he just wanted that oh, feeling of God, power I think so weird. Listen I, I know a lot of police officers I'm friends with many of them And I don't think I've ever seen A Hyundai Elantra As an unmarked police car Yet <laughs> It could happen Are the cops driving around in Elantra? <laughs> Maybe that was part of the reason that you, uh, you got outed there. Uh, last one here before we move on to the events of the last 24 hours. A 64-year-old from Florida, Clearwater to be exact, his name is Ken, got arrested last Friday night when he used his neighbor's porch as a bathroom. We don't know exactly why he and his neighbor were fighting, but last Friday, he walked up their driveway Nude, in broad daylight, saw a glass table sitting on his neighbor's porch and pooped on it. (laughs) I
0: was waiting for it. Oh, I knew it wasn't going to be good. Oh, no.
1: (laughs) Security cameras caught it from two different
0: angles. (laughs) Oh. I'm sorry, why did he do this?
1: We don't exactly know. Does he not like them or did he think it was a toilet? Uh, Cops showed up and arrested him the same day for criminal mischief which might have been just a fine, except he was already out on bond and wasn't supposed to be committing any more crimes, but uh, here we are.
0: Wait, shitting on tables is crime now? <laughs> What's wrong with the world? <laughs> we should be able to sit on, shit on whatever side table we feel. Okay? <laughs> it's
1: gross. You know, <laughs> I mean, I've had neighbors in the past that I didn't really have a whole lot of time for. <laughs> the thought of shitting on their porch never crossed my mind, and it wouldn't. For any reasonable person. (laughs)
0: And we're thankful for that, yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, In Alberta, Premier Jason Kenney is a polarizing individual. I feel he is... uh, uh, I actually know Jason. Uh, We've been uh, to a few events together. And he's a great guy. He's very, very smart. Very, very well-read. And he's trying to inject some common sense into Alberta. And what he did yesterday probably puts a lot of pressure on Doug here in Ontario. Yesterday, Jason Kenney said that he fully understands that what's going on with the gas prices right now is making life so unaffordable for his citizens Mm -hmm. that he can't even count on his citizens to do the basics to keep their economy going. Like shopping, like investing, that sort of thing. People are really worried about the gas prices. I mean, they're high now. We've heard they might go to $2 a liter. What's to say they won't go to three right after that Mm -hmm. or four or five? The average price in America right now is $4 a gallon, but it's over $5 a gallon in certain states like California. When these gas prices are as high as they are, it ripples and cascades through the whole economy. It affects everything from your deliveries to the food you buy and everything else. Plus it takes less or takes more money out of your pocket. So you have less to spend. So Kenny's going to do something about it. This is great leadership. He's announced he's cutting the provincial gas tax. That's all he can do, but he's doing everything he can do, and it's going to instantly drop the price of gas by 13 cents a liter.
0: What? Is Doug
1: paying attention? Doug, are you paying attention? Because this is something that we didn't bring up. Jason Kenney didn't bring this up. Doug, you brought this up way back when you were trying to get elected the first time. Yeah. Fuck you,
0: Doug! <laughs> And it was only when you, it was only wanting the feds to match. That's where you said it would be okay. Why? Why? If you can help in any way you can, why don't you do it, Doug?
1: I, I and that's a, such a great question.
0: Uh, Doug, you want to just drag Justin down with it, is what you're trying to do. You're trying to make it seem like, oh, it's his choice. It's not. You have a choice too.
1: I'm going to tell you guys something, and this is from watching very keenly, especially over the last two, maybe three years. If you're trying to play politics against Justin Trudeau and Jerry Butts, you're going to lose because you're playing checkers while these two fuckers are playing chess. They are smart, smart individuals, and they're not going to get outsmarted by a move like that. It's just not going to happen. Jason Kenney realizes that. Hey, he, uh, he threw down the gauntlet. He said, here we go. I'm cutting the provincial tax. If the feds want to match it, let the feds match it. But either way, I'm doing everything I can. And frankly, I don't understand why Doug wouldn't do everything he can do. Doug, I'm not shitting on you right now. I'm just saying that there's people really suffering. And you, even if you don't get that help from the federal government, could have an immediate impact. 13 cents on every leader is going to put money back in Albertans' pockets. And there's going to be people who don't like this. There's going to be people who say... It's actually regression in the push to go more green. Call it whatever you will. But right now, we have a very fragile economy coming out of a pandemic, and somebody's got to do something. I'd love for the feds and the province to work together on this, but that's not going to happen. You're not going to outsmart Justin or paint him into a corner on this, so just cut the damn tax and let's get going here. Something has to be done because these prices are just, they're not realistic and they're not reasonable. Speaking of not reasonable yesterday Tamara Leach was released from an Ottawa jail. Mhm. Uh this one is I I don't even know what to say. I I think in in the past I've used the term un-Canadian. This seems very un-Canadian to me. She's one of the organizers of the Freedom Rally in Ottawa, the one that went on way too long. We all know the story. We all know that the Emergencies Act was brought in for this, and that's part of the reason that Justin Trudeau is in Europe right now. He's trying to do anything he can to forget about the last couple of months because the last couple of months were bad for his reputation at home and abroad. He had protesters yesterday outside the British Prime Minister's home to the point where they had to bring Justin in through a different route because there were so many people that were protesting in the UK about Trudeau. So here we are. He's over there doing prime ministerial things. Mm -hmm. and, And Tamara Leach there has been sitting in jail since February the 17th. The initial judge denied her bail. She had her bail review late last week. They dragged out a decision until yesterday. Leave her in for one more weekend. Everybody knew full well she was going to get bail, but they left her in there for a long time. This is a non-violent offender. There is no emergency right now, and the convoy has been disbanded. We let people that commit gun crimes out on bail the same day. We let Uh, armed robbery suspects out on bail. There are so many people that are actual hardened criminals, repeat offenders that committed violent crimes that can get bail. This girl, and I'm not saying what she did was okay, but the charge is mischief. When they finally did let her out of jail, and she was in from February 17th until March the 7th, that's a hell of a long time in jail waiting for bail. $25,000 bond. She had 24 hours to get out of Ottawa, 72 hours to get out of Ontario. She must go back to Alberta. She has to stay in touch with Ottawa police to let them know what she's up to. She can't have any contact with the other convoy organizers, and she's restricted on social media. Mm -hmm. I don't even disagree with some of those conditions. In fact, those are conditions that I would expect Ie, not having contact with the other uh, protest organizers, uh, maybe even staying off social media. Arguably, maybe they could do that if they could prove the that she was trying to organize another freedom convoy well, or something I, and like I that. And I think
0: that's the that's the reason why she was in for as long as she was was likely a risk to offend again, a, a risk of. Getting people together because strong leaders in their mind, right, are going to be strong leaders and are going to be able to do this potentially again and and collect those who are interested parties to do this again. And that's not what they wanted. That's the reason why I would figure that they that they did that restricting her in all those other ways. Sure. I don't know how far it goes like in terms of are they tracking her browser history? Is that how it works? I I don't know in terms of social media. How do you know she's not just going to create a new profile, etc. I assume they have things in place to check on that. But uh, yeah, you don't really know. I I mean, I understand like trying to trying to compare her to a dangerous uh, offender, but some of her actions may have caused dangerous outcomes is my my thought process.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, we just don't do that in Ontario. We don't do that in Canada. We want you out on bail awaiting your day in court. That's just the way our system works. Our
0: system's so fucked up to begin with, though. But that's another topic for another day.
1: Sure. But in this case, the judge yesterday, because this was a bail review, she applied for bail. Bail denied. You can apply for a review, and that's what she did. And good Lord, that took a heck of a long time to get that bail review. Well, sure enough, yesterday's judge agreed that she should have bail which means that from the time she had her first bail hearing until she had her review, she shouldn't have been in there. In fact, yesterday's judge said that the original judge made some errors of law. Mm. That's why he approved the bail yesterday. And if he put those conditions on, again, those conditions seem reasonable. Get out of Ottawa within 24 hours. You be out of Ontario within 72 hours. And we all know she's not vaccinated, so she can't fly. It's going to take that long because she's got to drive. Back to Alberta. They could have put those same conditions on after the first bail hearing. And if she wasn't out of Ottawa in 24 hours, if she did try and send out a call on social media to her followers, she would have been right back in the bin. Yeah, they could have done that from the start, but they didn't. And it seems it seems punitive.
0: What was the bail set at? $25,000. Did that come from any kind of fund or do we know?
1: Uh, She'll have to have somebody that has $25,000 that's willing to put up $25,000. And if she screws up, that $25,000 gets forfeited. So there's somebody at least who's going to make sure that she doesn't screw up. And uh, like I said, that seems unnecessarily long to be in jail waiting for bail. And when the second judge says the first judge made an error of law, Okay, well, uh, oh, sorry, I made a mistake. That was a long mistake. That was 11, uh, 18 days in jail on bail. That's crazy to me. Uh, Last thing I want to mention here, Equifax. If your phone rings and it's Equifax, you have fucked up at some point. (laughs) They say the number of new mortgages in the fourth quarter of 2021 was down. But the average loan was up more than 10% in the Mm. final three months. The credit rating agency says excluding mortgages, average consumer debt increased 7.9% to $2.2 trillion from October to December. Credit card spending grew 14.4% year over year. Oh, wow. Basically where this is going is you've got people who have accumulated a lot of debt. We have a pretty substantial housing crunch going on right now in that certain markets and certain areas, as we all know, are very unattainable. You're either going to pay a lot of money for that place or you're just not getting it. That's all there is to Mm -hmm. it. And when people are building up mortgage debt, well, that's one thing. When they're building up credit card debt on top of their mortgage debt, and I'm going to assume there was a lot of lines of credit in there too, that's a problem. Yeah, it is. Add in, we've got a massive inflation problem, so the Bank of Canada feels compelled to raise interest rates because raising interest rates is one of the ways economists believe that you can offset inflation. Raise the rates, inflation comes down. Well, we haven't seen that yet and they only just raised the rates and it was only a quarter point last week, but the Bank of Canada has made it clear they want to continue raising interest rates. And while maybe you could make an argument that that's necessary... I'm real worried about the amount of people that are going to default on their debt. We saw what happened the last time a massive amount of people defaulted on debt at once. Mm-hmm. That was the great housing crisis from, what was that, 12, 13 years ago?
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it would have been. 14, uh, 2008? Uh,
1: 2008,
0: 9. I was going to say 2009, 2008, something like that, yeah.
1: The whole world economy almost collapsed mm-hmm. because of that. And I'm worried that something like that's going to go on here. I just hope that the people at the Bank of Canada, and I know that they're extremely wealthy individuals who deal with a lot of investors and people that are very bank savvy and very money savvy. I really hope that there's somebody in a position of power that's looking at us commoners here saying, yeah, inflation's a problem. Yeah, we could raise interest rates as a tool to help mitigate the inflation. But frankly, if we raise these interest rates we're going to have a whole other set of problems on our hands Mm. because I really don't think that this is the route to go down. Uh, And I'm also looking at the amount of money quarterly that these banks are making. And frankly, they don't need the extra interest. It's
0: unbelievable.
1: Not when they're making billion-dollar profits every quarter. And on that, we will say thank you for listening to this episode of After 9. And again, a happy International Women's Day, Kat. Here's hoping that you get whatever you want today.
0: (laughs) it's a long list it's probably not going to all happen in one day but thank you nonetheless
1: (laughs) have a good one guys we'll catch you right back here tomorrow
0: during a showing of the new movie the batman this weekend in austin an actual bat infiltrated the theater
1: at first people were like finally 3d without the glasses they they've done it (laughs) well as companies continue to distance themselves from russia tiktok just announced that users in the country can no longer post videos When they heard TikTok was banned, Russians were like... Visa and MasterCard on Saturday suspended credit card processing operations in Russia. And despite that, they still don't take Discover. (laughs) Organizers of the Oscars have announced Lady Gaga and Kevin Costner will be presenters at this month's ceremony. So if you liked Yellowstone and you liked House of Gucci... I'd love to meet you and see what your deal is. The After 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy.